Hello, we're here. All right, are we recording? Three, two, one. Yeah, we, we've been recording for the last 10 seconds. All right, we got 10 seconds of worth of episodes so far. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to You Know the Drill, starring Sam and Rutz. Oh, God. <laughs> Today. Starring like it's some kind of production. <laughs> Today, we are discussing something about the Olympics. Yeah, so, the you know, Olympics obviously is a big thing every year. Um, or every two years, roughly, when we have the Olympics? Well, every four years, you got the Olympics, and then every... Well, so, but then you have the Summer Olympics every you two, got the or su- it's like every other year. Yeah, well, so it's so it's every four you've got the Olympics, which... The Summer Olympics, uh, to my understanding, are just the... They don't specify the... But then you've got the Winter Olympics that happen... So, so yeah, you've got the Olympics every two years, but it's the Winter Olympics, and then two years later, you've got the the Olympics, maybe the Summer Olympics, but it is t- takes place during the summer. Yeah. So, for those people who aren't aware of what how, whether the Olympics are supposed to be, um, this last year, 2020 technically, they were yeah. supposed to be hosted in Tokyo, right? But we all and know what happened. Yeah, we all know what happened. We there. all know what happened. And in <laughs> fact, if I can interrupt you for a second, I remember yeah. um I I remember very clearly like uh last February, um, toward the end of February, I was on the phone with a friend and I was saying I I, I was telling him I was like, I've heard that they're you know, I've I've heard that they're um planning on canceling the Olympics. And he's like, They're not gonna cancel the Olympics, that's ridiculous. I'm like, Well, that's just what I heard. And here here we are, you know, some <laughs> people some people just refuse, still refuse to believe what's happening is happening. But you know, anyway. Well, so uh, before we get into the Olympics, let me let me preface this. So the Olympics, I, I, the, the Olympics, the Olympics. <laughs> uh, let me preface how I got here. Uh-huh. So uh, I have I have this. I actually just sent sent you a, a little article. I was going to say, do you want me to read it? Me. Do you want? No, you don't have to read it. Just if you okay. want to, if you want to look at the pretty pictures, feel free. So I was, I was already like, you know, I'm already relatively interested in like Japanese news and what's ever going on there for the most part. Like I listen to podcasts that center around it just because I'm enthused by the country. Right. Of course. (laughs) If you were, if you didn't hear about this about uh, earlier this month, there Japan and the small Japanese town, like kind of popped up in the news because you know, the, uh, all the governments get releasing uh, lots of money to help with COVID and all that fun stuff. And this, this town decided to do something a little different with that money. Hmm. So they built a giant squid statue huh. with COVID relief money. It's a big one. It's a 43 feet long. And I kind of, under- I kind of understand like where they're coming from. The reason is because, that the region that it's made in, which is the blah blah blah, uh, like the Noto region, uh, the Noto fishing town, is because they're famous for their squid, right? So it's their idea of like trying to inject some tourism, you know, back into the economy once they're able to open. So yeah. I, I, I found that and I'm like, WTF Japan? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I also just kind of spurred down a rabbit hole. I know, um, because I remember when I was in Osaka, there was this big squid 
thing. There was this big like squid model on a building or something like that. It may be, I may be misremembering it, and I think it's a very well known thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Roughly, um, I kind yeah. of have an idea, but I don't know exactly. I can't pinpoint it. Well, I, I remember seeing that, so I don't know. Yeah, it, it was a big thing, and I'm like, oh, you know, this could make an episode all on itself. But then I just started spiraling, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, for those who aren't aware, the 2020 Olympics were they were rescheduled, okay? So they weren't canceled entirely last year, um, mainly because a lot of people and a lot of athletes are like, we're not going to participate because of, hello, we're in a pandemic. Exactly. We're not participating with, you know, thousands of other athletes from all around the world. It's not happening. Yeah. And so the 2020 Olympics, because <laughs> they're still calling it the 2020 Olympics. That's going to be confusing. Oh, oh, like there's, of course, it's, it's going to be ridiculous. That's, um, yeah, that's, and, and plus it's like, do we really want to continue to be haunted by the memory of 2020? <laughs> right? right. I get it. I get it. Cause it's like, you know, po- postponing, I, I, I guess I did use the word cancel, canceling, but canceling, postponing, whatever is a big deal. Like, I mean, ever since the Olympics were sort of brought back, back in like, I don't know, the, I think the late 1800s, I, I'm not sure. I'm just pulling out of my brain. I could be way off. But whenever they reinitiated the modern Olympics, like, I don't, I don't think there's, you know, well, you know what, I'm, I'm realizing I'm talking on my ass, but I don't think that there's been a, an instance where the Olympics have been put off. I could be wrong about that, but no. So, so that actually, um, yeah, I was, ju- I was just happened to be looking it up because I was like, that's actually a good point. Um, so, the Olympics has only been canceled five times. Now, is that in terms of the modern Olympics or just since? Uh, I would say the modern Olympics because all five times have been in the 1900s. Okay, so I guess it's not as unprecedented as I thought then. But I mean. I mean, five times big, out of, yeah, out of what? I don't, you know, math. Someone, someone who's listening, do the math and figure out how many, how many times there's the Olympics yeah. have been held. Um, <laughs> Post in the comments. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so the, the, it looks like the Summer Olympics has been canceled three times. 1916, 1940, and 1944. Due to war. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that's... same thing with the Winter Games. The Winter Games were canceled in 1940 and 1944 because of the war. Because of the war, um, everything so else it's... that it's been pretty much good. Yeah, so it's kind of like it, it. It almost it's almost like oh, you've got this every four year situation, and then it's like, what do you do? Do you still call it 2020 or do you call it 2021 and and throw it off or right. whatever? I don't know. It's it's a interesting like just debacle, uh, and uh, because if like right right now um, Japan is being hit really hard by COVID, they're they're one of the um, the like I from what I hear it's because mainly because there's not a lot as far as like vaccine hesitancy is concerned, right? I mean, there's obviously right. some, but you know, of course, not as high as those other states or other countries, but. <laughs> Um, 
the 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 Japanese government is being really slow at rolling everything out, like mm. insanely slow. And so, like they they have another state of emergency um, that was just extended in in the to- in Tokyo and uh, Osaka. Like you know, it's it's extra. Like it's the rest of the world is opening up. They're still they're continuing the clamshell. You know what I mean? Well, um, I know. I, uh, oh, yeah. I've heard. I've heard that uh, India is also. It's really oh, bad India over there. So, yeah. yeah. Are they? You, oh, I was gonna say. Are, are they? Are they doing? Um, are they closing things down as well, or is it just kind of? I'm pretty sure that they, that they like they have already closed things down and they haven't reopened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, That's unfortunate. Oh yes, I'll be frank. I have. I haven't been uh, paying attention to that so much because um, right now, fun fact, and I'll give some more, I'll give, I guess it's me giving some more details about, you know, me and where I live, but <laughs> my county, because I've already made it clear, I'm, you know, I operate out of the uh, San Francisco Bay Area, and my county is the only county that's still in our red tier and still being closed. Huh. Everywhere else is unrestricted. Hmm. Yeah, I've been monitoring that situation because, yeah, it's been a, it's been an ordeal. But, but, but I mean, that doesn't like you've that doesn't affect you a big because you kind of I mean you said this before that like this hasn't really had much of an effect on your way of life, right? Right, right. But at the same time, like, I mean, I can literally drive twenty minutes and have so much more freedom. <laughs> You know, right. than just in my own backyard. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. Apparently, apparently it's because it's because of you know, like there's a lot of vaccine hesitancy in my county specifically. Uh, um, yeah, That's... which I get. Like out of out of my family members, there's both my dad and I have been fully vaxxed. My younger brother has one shot, and then my my older brother, my mom, and my sister are like, no, they're not getting it. Um, my sister is actually now leaning towards because she's like, it's such a futile reason, but I get it. Um, you know, cause the CDC has just announced that, uh, basically they're amending the federal mask mandate. So if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear masks, you know, outside or inside and all that kind of stuff. Except like a, like if you go to a concert or like a, a crowded sporting event, you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, I, you know, that would, I'd be, uh, you know. I I'd be interested in discussing that in 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 full too. So yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and so I was t- actually talking to my sister yesterday because she's now a hard working lady, and I uh, happened to go pick her up from work, and um, she's like, oh, she had to like run back and She's like, oh, I forgot my mask, and she goes, you know, I'm gonna go get vaccinated just because I don't just so I don't have to wear a mask anymore. And I'm like, good enough reason for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like, yep. Do it. Good enough reason. It's fine. Back to what? Back to what we're actually supposed to be talking about. <laughs> the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Olympics were postponed, you know, until everything kind of calmed down, and so now the Olympics are officially about two months away, right? And wow. you know, there's there's still about a handful of athletes from around the world that are like, we're not participating in it because the government isn't handling COVID properly. While yeah. everyone else is like, yeah, we're basically starting to reopen up and go back to normal life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so right now, actually, um, as I'm reading this article, the it looks even the 
Japanese citizens don't want to have the Olympics, right? Um, it's about 70% is like, what are you doing? Like, we're, our people are getting sick and dying out here, and you're like, let's bring all these foreigners in here and all their diseases, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that sounds like a bad idea to me. I don't know. I, I think, and again, this is kind of what I was wanting to discuss about the, um, you know, the CDC situation, but I, you know, I'm, I'm eager to get back to normal as much as anybody else is. And, um, I'm definitely, you know, kind of keeping my ear to the ground for, you know, CDC who, you know, all these different health organizations to see what the, you know, what the status is, but I, I, I don't know. I can't help but feel like, I mean, it's like pretty much after a month into this thing, everyone was just like, it seemed like the, like everyone was just like throwing up their hands and like, ah, well, didn't work. A month didn't do anything. So let's just go back to normal. Um, not, I, and obviously not everybody, but there were, I feel like there were way too many people who just had that attitude. And right. now I feel like be, because we've been carrying this since about a month or two into this pandemic, this, that kind of attitude, I feel like at the, you know, at the drop of a hat, if I'm even say, using that phrase correctly, maybe anyway, uh, at the drop of a hat, people are like, all right, let's, let's lift everything where it's like, I'm a little, I, I still kind of want to see how things play out a little bit because I can't help but feel that. And again, I'm, this is just, just the CDC I'm going off of. Cause you know, there was that, that big, uh, story that came out, what was it yesterday or the day before, the day before, I guess that, um, you know, they're saying, oh, if you're vaccinated, have a blast. I can't help but feel like there's some pressure there to make that announcement. Like maybe they're not, you know, like they're like, I, they're like, ah, all right, let's just do it and say it so we can get more people on board to vaccinate, which is, you know, like you said, your, your sister was considering that. So, I mean, that's, that can be an effective strategy, but for me, I'm a little hesitant about like, I don't know. I guess I, I, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of like, you know, just people, uh, like if you just look at, um, Chris, like crispy, for example, giving you a free dozen donuts if you show you're vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, Which I need I was, to take advantage of that. Boy, do I need to take I, I was kind of surprised cause I was, I was out, um, you know, like running around yesterday and I'm like, there's not going to be a lot of people that's going to use that. And I saw there was, probably 80 people in line waiting for their, you know, free dozen donuts. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I wonder if that's going <laughs> to, if that's going to uh, bite them in the ass in some way. Like maybe, cause I mean, really, if you want a dozen donut, if you want a free dozen donuts, just show up 12 days in a row, keep them, you know, although obviously freshness can be a factor. It's not, that's not a smart way to do it, but Hey, I don't know. You know, you want to do once a week donuts, you know, that's a good way to manage, how you eat so just go ahead and collect them up for seven days and then on on the seventh day go wild <laughs> right uh, and more, i know more and more um companies are like trying to do different things to get people vaccinated i think um the latest numbers at least from uh, the united states is um anyone who's over the age of 16 because i know they just announced that uh the pfizer and moderna are okay for um people who are ages between 12 and 16 good so i know that but i think above the age of 16 it's like 
thirty at least thirty nine percent of people have had at least one dose. So we're about so we're about making progress. It, I feel, I feel like it would have been more for at least one dose. But so and we gotta we're looking at like what seventy five eighty percent to where we are looking at huge immunity, uh, herd immunity. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, um, I know, I know, our, I know the governor of California is saying that uh, that he, right as the current plan rolls out, is that California will be completely reopened uh, by June fifteenth, and he's saying it could be even like you know even um, open sooner, uh, but that's like the hard deadline that they've got. Well, it's encouraging, you know. I, I definitely hope. I, I hope that you know. It's, you know, I do feel optimistic. I, I'm hopeful. I just can't help but feel like, because they had, I don't know. And again, I could be way off base here. I, you know, I don't really have a lot to, I, it may, it's just may just be my fear talking. But, you know, I feel like, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on the on the whole, that whole announcement by from the CDC about like, you know, if you're vaccinated, feel I'm... free to... I'm I'm pro it, right? Okay. Um, I'm I'm glad that they are actually like, you know, making a statement regarding it. Okay. But I do think, and I think that's also because I'm surrounded. Like, I think out of my immediate like friend group, right, I'm the only one who's been fully vaccinated, and so everyone's kind of tr- treating me as the guinea pig, right? Right. Like, how does it affect you to, to decide if I'm going to get it or not? And like I, as I detailed in our vaccine episode, I got it literally, you know, two days after once it was available. You know, yeah. So, um, and I got it on, as an update for that. My tendonitis is finally gone as of like yesterday. Woo! So that's a good thing. I can finally use my right hand again. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, not on this podcast, all right? <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were gonna go there. You know, on that very poorly <laughs> joke, we're going to yeah. break. <laughs> that was that was a very a very cheap joke, but you know. God. Okay. Well, on that note, we're, we're going to, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back to talk more about CDC and Olympics and all that fun stuff. <laughs> all right. Toodles, y'all. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Jeff, also known in the internet world as Jefferoth, inviting you to subscribe to my new podcast, The One-Winged Gamescast. Every week, I will take the wealth of knowledge I've picked up over the past few decades as I've played video games and covered the industry, and use it to celebrate gaming's past, discuss gaming's present, and hypothesize about gaming's future. All the news, all the trends, everything you've ever wanted to know with my own unfiltered opinions. My special guests will have a good time. So pull up a seat on the couch and let's chat. It's the One Winged Games cast with me, Jefferoth, on your favorite audio platform of choice. Subscribe now. Okay, so hey, Brendan's down here. We're not talking to you like podcast host right now. You know, we're just here hanging out what? in the ad break with you. Uh, Wait, why do you why do you sound like you're about to give the drug talk to your kids? 
<laughs> that's exactly what we're doing. It's, that is, you yeah. don't do drugs. Instead, you we're, we're concerned. <laughs> we're concerned with our, our listeners right now. You're, we know you're doing drugs, and drugs are bad. <laughs> don't do them. We're, we're, oh god! Instead of doing drugs, you 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 should just like, rate, and share. <laughs> that should be your addiction. Oh god, uh, this went off the rails. I'm okay with it. That was so. That was so good, though. That is. That should be it. All right. All right. Make sure that yeah, needs- we'll, we'll catch. We'll be right back with the actual episode. <laughs> into action. Oh, God damn it. Oh, my God. Okay. We're back. We're back with the uh, ambisexious jokes and all that. Come <laughs> on. Uh, so, Olympics. Because that's what this episode's about. Yeah. Um, so, with all this mounting pressure from the public, right, you'd expect them to do something about it. You know, if 70 to 80% of their people are not even going to show up and support the games, yeah, what's the point, right? Yeah. And apparently, so for months, uh, the government was staying silent. Like, they're like, we're not even going to respond to the people who are complaining, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently, um, for earlier this week, for the first time, the Prime Minister... Yoshida, Yoshihida, yeah, there we go. Yoshihida uh, Suga decided to come out and said, "We're not going to put the Olympics first, and we're going as far as public opinion is concerned." But they actually don't have any power um, to do oh. that. So that's interesting. Uh, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's uh huh. Well, it's. I mean, you know, I would think too that they would have said that earlier if you know if that's the case because you know why let why let public opinion grow so negative when you could just say hey we don't want to do this but that's outside of our power i don't know and it's it's interesting because it's like i think it's because the government of japan has been so under or so already under fire with how they're handling covid yeah they're like Put out one, try to put out one fire as the other grows, essentially. Mm-hmm. And like it just they, they're not in good favor. And I know um, Prime Minister Suga was like, but relative. I think he's been relatively like received warmly when he took over um, from the last Prime Minister. Mm-hmm. But he has like done nothing. You know what I mean? He's just his actual work um, with the. Uh, Japanese people has not been stellar whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, as regards for, like, you know how I, I mentioned that Jap- Japan actually has no power of um, canceling the games because it, there's only in the contract with the, um, the IOC, which is the International Olympic Committee. Mm-hmm. That sounds right, sure. Uh, <laughs> they, they, there's, a, there's only one paragraph that mentions cancellation, right? 
and it gives all of the power to cancel it to the IOC and none for the host city whatsoever. Really? Yeah. It says, uh, here's the reason why. It's because the Olympic Games are considered the exclusive property of the IOC. Um, and as the owner of the games, it is the IOC that can terminate the, the contract with the host city. Um, hmm. And it says, like, one reason to get uh, to given to justify a cancellation, aside from things like war or civil disorder, is that um, the IOC has reasonable, reasonable grounds to believe that um, at its own discretion, the safety of participants in the games would be seriously, like, hindered. And okay. Unsafe. All right. Listen, IOC, I know you listen to us. I <laughs> yes. know you listen yes, to they us. Do. They're one of our... Uh, our 20 concurrent listeners each episode. <laughs> Cancel the fucking Olympics. Here, I'm going to say it again just in case you want to, don't want to put the, uh, you know, the discretion. If I don't want to censor you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Olympics. Cancel the goddamn Olympics. There we go. Because what if if this is not a situation look i understand we are on our way there but it's like we're on our way we're not there yet and that's again sort of my concern is that like the instant people think that things are you know getting back to normal let's just throw everything out and go right back like you got to have some sort of transition we got to be able to ease into all this and i don't know i mean you got you to gotta give it some time for things, you know, for the numbers to continue to go down, for people, more vaccinations, for herd immune, for us to get close to herd immunity, to, to have a little more confidence that things are safe before we do something like the Olympics, where you've got potentially huge crowds gathering in cities, flooding the streets, all that jazz, and, you know, social distance is just completely thrown out. You don't know who's vaccinated, who's not. I'm sorry, but I just... That I don't I, like. If this isn't a case where we should just cancel it, I don't know what is. Well, so the more I'm reading this article, um, and I'll, I'll put the link to the article that we're talking that I'm talking about in the description of the episode. It's uh, from the BBC, and they actually, I guess, what they did is they tapped a a sports lawyer to actually like get into the nitty gritty of the contract. Okay. And uh, it's interesting is that apparently. Like, there's already, you know, think of the Olympics, right? There's billions of dollars at stake, right? For Japan to lose. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. but, but apparently, like, let's say Japan and Tokyo decided to just, you know, axe the contract, right? Uh-huh. Um, the liability will go to all of the local committees that are organizing the event. Um, yeah. So, it's, well, it's even if it, it wouldn't have, I mean, yes, it would affect the Japanese government on a whole, but like, you know, the liability comes down to the people who are actually trying their best to make sure everything is safe. You know, the people who are actually trying to make the game safe. Yeah. Well, and and I can tell you from experience, because naturally I've, I've been, since getting vaccinated, I've been, I've been living a lot more and, and definitely pushing the boundaries of my, of my <laughs> I, I, comfort zone. I've just been living a lot more. <laughs> no, like I've definitely been pushing the boundaries of my comfort zone um and probably just fine but like you know still being me and you know i gotta give myself credit i think considering the fact that before this happened i was already a germaphobe and afraid of getting sick i think i'm adjusting very well but that's good all things considered that is you know i'm not 
but so I've, you know, I've, I, uh, I've been out and about and, uh, still wearing a mask when I'm in public and things like that. And not really doing indoor stuff, uh, unless it's maybe picking up food, right. but, um, something I've noticed is like, like I, I went, I went somewhere where they had all these like COVID measures and everything like that. And they say, oh, they, they keep on saying anyone who's not wearing a mask will be asked to leave and all this stuff like that. Of course, when you get there, like at least a quarter of the people are not wearing a mask at all. And at least a, another quarter of the people who are, or wait, wait, wait. So let's say I, okay. I'd say at, probably about half the people wearing masks, maybe more have the damn thing under their nose at least. Yeah. I see that and, a lot. And it's like, nobody's, and there's no social distancing. People aren't paying attention. People won't follow those, those ground markers. They just don't do it. It makes it very hard for if you, it, the problem is, is it makes it very hard for anyone who is concerned, who is, you know, who is taking this seriously, who may, you know, like who may still not be vaccinated. These people are making it impossible for them to be able to leave their house. If people could just pay attention to these things and just have the, the do the bare minimum, have the decency to do that. And the consideration people who, you know, who are at, you know, who are at risk, who are not vaccinated, don't have to stay cooped up in their houses. You, you know what I'm saying? Like they, people just won't listen. And, and there's no, I, I don't know if there's any way or like people are, and these organizations are not doing anything to enforce these, at least from my experience. Right, right, right. So I think, it, I, I think at this point, because I mean, it's been you know over a year now that you know people are relaxing their, um, you know, and people still can't get with the program this far yeah. in. Yeah, there are some that I'm like, okay, you've been wearing a mask for a year. You don't know that it's supposed to do that. Like, I observe that shit all the time. And that's I don't, I'm I don't about. get it. I just don't get. And even people, I see people who do wear masks, they wear them properly and they still do stuff that I think is like, I see them do stuff I'm like, I, and this could just be me, but I'm like, whoa, I don't like, like for instance, uh, well, anyway, all right, I'm going to stop myself going off on a tangent here. But, um, so yeah, so I think that no matter how much they may try to make the Olympics safe and they, they may put these things in, you know, like things can look great on paper. I mean, you can have all these things and all these events and say, Oh, we're taking these precautions. But at the end of the day, people aren't going to listen to them. They're just not. And so you're going to have crowds. You're gonna have... It. Yeah. It's been a year. And they're like, we're done. Oh, people were, people were fed up with it after a month and they stopped after. I, I know I keep going back to this, but I'm angry. I'm still angry at everybody, especially since, you know, I've been going out and seeing people anyway. All right. All right. Anyway, <laughs> my, so what I wanted to ask, so like, if, if the Olympics, if the Olympic committee, the OIA or OIC, OIOC, whatever, IOC. The IOC, if the IOC was the one to say, all right, we're canceling this, would Japan still have that billion dollar, you know, billions of dollars of liability that you were talking about before? Or would that? No, they, I mean, they would lose that like the potential to earn all that and that which is a necessary injection because you know japan as a country relies a lot on tourism uh as a major part of their economy 
So, like, because in the last year they've been so closed off, like, yeah, that's basically dropped to zero. Right. So, like, financially they need it, but it's tough. Yeah, yeah, it's not easy. The big, the biggest thing is too is now that I continue reading this, probably should have read the article when I started this episode. But um, the big way to pull it, way to pull a Sam. I'm afraid. Um, the big, the biggest thing here is that actually, um, you know, the 2022 games are already scheduled, the summer games. And guess what? Wait, the summer? Yeah, the summer, summer games. Would be, or win, winter? Winter, winter. Yeah, winter, winter. Yeah. You're right. The, 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 the here's the, a, here's something I realized, like, I don't even remember. It may have been last year. I, I think I realized this in 2020, as huh. long as I've been around, is that, uh, the, the summer Olympics happen on a, on a presidential election year. Oh, yeah, you're right. And yeah, you're right. Uh, which also happens on a leap year. All f- all three things are the same thing. Yeah, it's always a leap year these things. Huh. Um and uh I guess the way you, and again, this is just from the frame the just from the point of view of our country. Um mm-hmm. but uh I guess another way you could look at it is the winter olympics is midterms. Yeah, 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 that's, so. that's an interesting point. Yeah. Um, but okay, well, so the big reason that like and this part I understand from Japan's like standpoint, right? Yeah, is that they're uh the winter games, which is already being scheduled, you know, in twenty twenty, it's already being you know uh the framework is already there. Sure, is being hosted by China. Oh, and so you know, regional rivalry there. They're like, yeah, yeah. So they've got to try and fight for that's, that. I understand that's... that. Yeah, that's a tough spot. That's really, really, that's it's a rock and a hard place situation. I mean, that's unfortunate. And yeah, especially, especially because Japan hasn't hosted uh, a summer games, summer games since uh, nineteen sixty four, um, and it was supposed, and it was considered to be like this, a symbol of the country's rehab uh, and rebuilding process after World War Two. So it was also that was also uh, in Akira. That was the whole thing in Akira is they were hosting right. the Olympics in 2020, which, hey, isn't that, isn't that wild? <laughs> oh, my God. Just another reason to go watch that masterpiece. Oh, man. Should we just stop recording right now and watch uh, Akira? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I was going to use that as a sake just to, like, wind down and, you know, end the episode because I am so down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I you know, all right. All right. So we're, we're, leered, we're, we're nearing the end of the episode. So if you're listening, forget the rest of this. Just go watch Akira. Um, that's, that's, that's my, a, that's, a, that's yeah, our wreck for the week. <laughs> dual wreck. We're, we're making a dual wreck. Watch Akira. I, I'm just going to say, well, for, okay, before I get into this, I'm going to roll back into this in a second, but, um, I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to step back a little bit on my, on my, uh, heated, uh, my passionate, uh, I guess, diatribe for, okay. for a moment. And say that, you know, I, it's obviously it's, this is not an easy, there's not an easy solution. So I get it. And, uh, I'm still angry. I'm still angry at people and I'm still, but obviously I don't know what the solution is here. Cause if Japan needs the money, you know, I don't know. I just don't, I, I hope they can make it safe enough. I guess that's, and, and hopefully we are getting there. I don't know. Anyway. We so with that said, you know, we only know what's what's going on in our own country. We all, yeah, we. It's that's the truth. So I, 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 I hope for the best outcome. I guess, and that's that's the best you can do, I suppose. Anyway, and while we uh, wait, go watch Akira. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to say this about Akira really quickly. Um, I used to hate anime. Didn't like it. Um, oh. growing up, I know, I know, that's <laughs> terrible. 
uh, and it was actually it was Ghost in the Shell. I saw Ghost in the Shell, and that was the first time I was like, "Wow, these have some really great stories." And then I saw Akira, and I was that's I think that was when I was like, "All right, I can I'm ready to I'm ready for the world of anime because not only is Akira one of my favorite movies of all time, and again, this is coming from somebody who is not did not grow up watching anime, but I love the art style. I've always hated, like, that That was the thing that really turned me off to anime is, and I still, a lot of it, I'm not crazy about the art style, but, and some of it's better than others, but Akira is so well drawn and, and very well, you know, the, the very good animation. It, it's it, everything about it. I can't, it, just watch it. Just, if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's very violent and grotesque. So obviously take that in consideration. Um, the imagery can be extreme, but boy, is it, I've never seen... I love it. It's so good. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a movie that's so, like, that's so brilliantly and communicates what's going on in the, in the psyche so well. Like, it just, it puts you in that state of mind. It, it's, anyway. And if you and if you love it, uh, read the manga that they reissued afterward. Because it is such a like more expanded, wide, different story that it's it's amazing. You should definitely experience both. You know, yeah. In their oh, own, they're both yeah, in their they're own. both great. They're both independently great, different stories, but you know, still close enough. Obviously, wait, there was one that was reissued after the movie. What, what's the difference? Well, no, so um, like they've expanded on it. Like you can actually buy like a volume set now of five huge volumes of the Akira manga. And um, and I know actually they're in the process of making like an Akira movie or something like that. Um, yeah, we, no need. Uh, no need. Uh, uh, well, no, the, re- the only reason I'm interested in it is uh, at least the per- um, it was originally going to be like co-wrote with the original creator, um, and it was going to be directed okay. by uh, Taiki Waititi. Uh, I mean, you know what? I was just thinking about this. What I think would be cool is if uh-huh. you made like a, an anime series that was, you know, maybe based more on the the manga. Yeah, so, so that's so so what I, so that's what I'm thinking is what ended up happening because uh, uh, again, I gotta I'm gonna have to like do a little more research on it, but. It looked like he was getting out of the project for a hot minute. And then there is a Akira TV show in the works. Okay. Question mark. It, it looks like there's just a huge red flag um, going around it. Because it's like the only information as of now, technically, is it's supposed to be out like in a week. Oh, well. And uh, Really? Yeah, it says right here, May 21st. And the director was Taika Waititi, and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio produced it. Hmm. So, I don't know. It looks like a... Is, is, Leonardo, one. is Leonardo DiCaprio a fan of Akira? I, I, that, he doesn't strike me as someone who would think be so. into it. I think so. That's cool. I don't know. That's a, that's a whole other uh, conversation for another episode. All right, so next week's episode is... Uh, we talk about Leonardo DiCaprio liking Akira. We're going to have him on the show. We're going to talk to him about it. Yes, 100%. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, I hope, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. 
Um, if you're on a platform that allows you to like, share, rate, all that fun stuff, go for it. You know what to do. Jo um, social you media might say links. you know the drill. Yeah, that's right. You know the drill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> socials are in the link, in, in the description box. Find it, follow us. Discord links are down there. You know, please, all the links you need. They're all please there. Join, please join shut our up, Discord. Sam, shut up. <laughs> I'm just... I'm just waiting. I'm hoping. You know what? Enough listen. of your pleading. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen. If you listen to this, join the Discord just to say that Sam's sad begging brought you there. Okay? Yeah. Actually, you know what? Yeah. Do that. <laughs> just and then you know what? If you want, you can leave after that. Just show up. Just so that I know somebody listens to this. That's all. That's all I want. I want to <laughs> know that somebody's actually listening to this, and it's not just a bunch of bots <laughs> that just listens to his pleas. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I do, uh, I do not uh, want to be begging bots. Okay. Anyway, all right. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's wrap it up. Yeah. All right. We'll catch you all next week. <laughs> Ciao, <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> See ya.